whenever you need sports. Sports conference. Tune in to the nosebleed seats. That was the most exciting thing to happen tonight. Join Zach Wolchuk, Zach Babb, and Eric Giafalo as they take you through the top stories of the week and beyond. I don't know who the hell that is. It's time for the nosebleed seats. There's not much that gets me more fired up. It's about that time for some nosebleed seats. Welcome in. I'm Zach Wolchuk alongside Eric Giafalo, the best producer in the business, the great Zach Babb, and our guest host for tonight, the very funny and talented Tony Casillas. Hello, hello, hello. He's How's in the house. Putting instant house. pressure on him already uh, with the Tony's funny. Do you hate and that? And talented. I hate it. Yeah. No, the worst is you're like... You're a stand-up comic. Yeah. People I'm... say you're funny no, and you hate it. No, but it's terrible. I go out and my friends will be like, he's a stand-up comic, and people will be like... Tell me a joke right now with, with like, nine-inch nails playing in the background. It's not the right <laughs> setting, you know? Yeah, tell me a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah tell, tell me a joke. Tell me a joke right but now. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting. This is a good podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so how's everyone doing tonight? It's good. I'm way better everyone than last week. Better than last How's yeah. Taylor? Did you see her today? No, she wasn't in class today. I may. I mean, she may never come back after what happened last week. Really? I mean, dude, she was embarrassed. You know who I'm talking about. But I don't even want to, um, I don't even really want to get into it yeah, anymore yeah, yeah. because I don't want people to hear and I just don't want it going. I felt bad. I'm going to be honest with you. As funny as it was, because and it's true. I mean, and, and I got to be honest, I, I can't sit here and not, I had I had to talk about it. But at the same time, I felt bad a little bit. You did? For talking about it? Well, just, just you know, I'm, I say your name. You well, told not, me not this for was talking a safe about space. It. No, it is a total space. Okay. It, it is a total safe space. And that's, and I used it that way. But I said her name. I called her up, you know, a five. It's not now you're reiterating. Now yeah. you're digging you're that right. well. You're right. That's my fault. No, but this dug- proves my point. Eric, when I first met Eric, I hated him for no reason. Oh my no God. reason. He works at my apartment complex, and I, I move in. Nothing but nice. He's like, I can help you move in. Da da da. Nothing but nice. But I'm like, this guy's too good looking to be this nice. Wow. And I thought it was fake. <laughs> I really thought it was fake. But then. Every time he saw me, he's like, dude, how did your gig go last week? Or how's your show going? And he would remember things like he was like my mother no, and my girlfriend. Hate. Just weird stuff. <laughs> and now I love the dude. I'm in love with <laughs> I'm in love with Eric. Wow, now. that's incredible. He does have that charming effect it's, on it's you. Disgusting. It's the Italian thing. Oh, my ex even my ex last oh, semester. Your ex wanted no, Eric? No, we were she went Is that to, what broke it you up? You guys went to the same high school. And oh, we were gosh. sitting outside and you approached us. Everyone went good. to this high school. Yeah. <laughs> and they approached. He approached us, and we were talking, and she goes, you know, it's unfair how good-looking that guy is in front of me. And he's like, yeah, we used to call him a god in high school. This oh, like, my god! In front of me! That is unbelievable. I was taking her to a play that night. I was hoping to maybe get a kiss that <laughs> night, but you ruined it. Because she did kiss me. She did kiss me, but she was probably thinking of you, Eric. Listen, man. <laughs> who is this? Who is this? What was her name? Taylor as well. Taylor as well. Another Taylor. Wait, wait. It's the same Taylor? I'm not going to name. I'm not going to name drop. There's no, multiple Taylors, This is though. a different Taylor. Okay. Okay, it's a different Taylor. So you guys have class Thank together. God it's a different Taylor. I, I hope. Wow. I otherwise, hope no, she's, otherwise, no, she's a 10. That Taylor is a 10. She was a dime. No, that she Taylor was a beautiful lady. Very, she is a very, very attractive. Tony Thank showed you. me her, and I was okay. like, damn, Tony. Tony, well, being funny, you got to do well, right? No, not at all. Really? My game has been, been weak the last few months. Because it's always just like girls that will come up to you, and they'll be like, you're so funny. And they want that constant comic moment but mm-hmm. i like to save that for the stage i like to be tony off stage and they're like oh okay it's it's, it's weird but now what's your, so you, you so turn you it on in the moment name? that's just yeah. a joke to me not real funny <laughs> 
So you turn it on in the moment on the, yeah. when the lights are shining. Yeah. And then but I then just, offward, you're like, oh, chill. I'm still, a, I'm still a goofball, but it's just they expect just to go. Yeah, I would hate that yeah. pressure. Yeah, it's whatever. I really would hate that pressure. No, but truth is, Tony, whenever I whenever I first met you, I was probably only that nice because yeah. truly, you have this thing about you. I mean, geez, when he walks into a room, guy, is he not just like, it's like the happiest looking guy you've ever seen. He's so incredibly nice. Yeah. And listen, I'm not going to name the apartment complexes I work for. I'll name it. No. Okay. No, I won't. I won't. <laughs> hey, no, you feel yeah. free because I don't, yeah. I don't care, but I'm, it's not going to come from my mouth. But they are not, let's just say so they're not the nicest. The they're not the best. Let's just say for a year and a half, we've had mold around our bathtub. And just last week, they started fixing that mold. And I've lived there for a year and a half. Let's just say that. And, how, ma- and how, many living, times, how many times have you come in about that too, Tony? 20, because, tw- a ton. I would say about 25 to 30. And every time I go to Eric and he's like, I'll try to help you out. I'll try to help you out. And they'll come. And our the guy, the maintenance guy, will literally, this is a separate issue, our AC was broken during the summer. It was about 100 degrees that way. Been there too. So I come in. And I say, hey, AC's broken. Could you please fix it today? Like, we're dying in there. He goes, yeah, a guy will be there from 8 to 5. The dude shows up at 5.30, comes in, hits our AC unit once, and goes, I'll be back tomorrow, and leaves. Oh, my God. 8 to 5, that's a huge window. <laughs> yeah, I waited all day. So if you're trying to do, like, illegal things, you got to hide all that stuff, I don't, put it away. You don't know the window when he's coming, but like you what, don't do that. Like green tea? Like herbal teas. Yes, herbal teas, yeah. But it's true. I, but he's always nice. He's no, always nice. And see, that's what I was going to say yeah. about you is because you come in. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's had his AC out. He's had a leak. He's had his freaking ceiling almost cave in. He's breathing mold and yes. sickly. And, and he comes in, and he's as nice as ever every single time. Yeah. And, and we this is before we even knew each other. It's before yeah. we even realized we were in the same major. Yeah. We had similar classes. And it's like, crazy. man, this is this guy, Tony, is amazing. And then I come to find... He's friends with Walchick. Yeah. They watch Cowboys fr- games together. Friends, like, like acquaintances. acquaintances. Okay. Yeah. I cu- somehow seem to spend a lot of time <laughs> with him. I don't know why. We cuddle sometimes. No, it's been weird. Like the last two weeks, we'll just text each other at like 10. He's like, you want to watch a movie? And we'll just watch movies until two in the afternoon. Or two in the in, in, at night. Sorry. Okay. All right. My words are And you guys just cuddle, hold each other. Yeah. Do you watch Lion yeah. King like the shirt <laughs> you're wearing right now? Or? Yeah, damn well. Yeah, yeah, I watch Lion King. No, I love Zach. Zach's a good guy. Yeah, I felt the if same way, so. though. When I met Tony, I was actually right? at that NTTV kickoff that North Texas does. So, like, I was at KNTUer here where we're broadcasting out of, a, again, big thank you to Zach, Bab for hooking us up and playing here at KNTU. Love you, man. But I was at KNTUer, and there's always been this, like, rift between KNTU and NTTV. KNTU. You can't double dip, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, this is my last semester. I've heard the show Sports Zone that NTTV does is pretty cool. I want to try out for it. But you have to go to the, the kickoff thing that they do. And Derek, who's a mutual friend between Tony and I, yeah, uh, he introduces me to Tony, and I'm like, Tony's got a very unique look about him. We're doing radio, so let me try and paint the picture here. Drew Carey, Tony's Drew Carey, Drew Carey, Drew Carey. Drew Carey. a young Drew yeah. Carey with sexier, sexier, no, yes, I actually, sexier. No, freshman year of college, freshman year of college, Texas State Halloween party. I didn't have money, so I said I'll just go as Drew Carey. Threw on my cheapest suit, had the note cards, and this girl drunk comes up to me. She's like, "Who are you supposed to be?" And I go. I'm Drew Carey, and she's like, you're related to Drew Carey? Because it was loud music. And I go, yeah, I'm his cousin. She asked me to take a selfie and give her an autograph, and I just signed it, Drew Carey's cousin. And it it worked, man. Dude, that's incredible. It worked. Are you on someone's Facebook right now? Probably. Drew Carey's cousin. It's like, eh, it worked. Dude, I'll tell you what, man. And and you and I, before we came over here, we were waiting for these two schmucks, Bab and Eric, to get out of their, their class. We were watching some Jimmy Fallon interviews. And ironically, you showed me this one 
uh, when Jimmy Fallon interviews Nicole Kidman. Yeah. And apparently Nicole Kidman had a crush on Jimmy Fallon, and he never knew this. No. So they it's a great interview. Yes, her check friend. It out. Yeah, check it out on YouTube. But a uh, long story short, Jimmy, a mutual friend, calls Jimmy and says, "Hey, I'm going to bring over Nicole Kidman to your apartment. We'll be there soon. She wants to meet you. Uh, she's about to do this mo- new movie called Bewitched, which she did with Will Ferrell." Will Ferrell. And maybe there's a role for you. So Jimmy's thinking, like, maybe this is a business dinner. I don't know. Yeah. So he goes more into detail about it. But essentially, Nicole Kidman had a crush on Jimmy Fallon. He had no idea until she brings it up live on the air in this interview. And it just makes me think, how many freaking girls yep. might have liked us? Slipped right through the cracks. And we had no idea. It's all the time, though. I, I feel like women, they know what they want. They will approach you, and they're just waiting the guy to make that first move. But we're idiots. I feel guys, we're, we're oblivious to it because we, we get nervous. Well, I didn't and... even know women knew what they wanted. So <laughs> you haven't yeah. seen What Women Want? You haven't seen? Ooh, Mel Gibson, good flick. That was like before the whole, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Before he kind of. Yeah, before the. Before all the hair on his face. We now know. he's just a hairy. Now he's just a hairy racist. Yeah. It's, it's not, it doesn't look good. doesn't look good. But it's but true. It's man. true. We never, you never know. Women. Speaking of women, Walchick, what uh-huh. happened to the girl last week? You oh, said, like, what, what, what ended up, what ended up happening with that? I'm, I'm kind of. It didn't. Well, I think we're all curious. Yeah. Really, are really. you? Uh, she called. She called. She called and was like, "I want to talk to you about this." That's mature. Well, did you call That's her out? Mature. Did well, she did you... listen to this podcast? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Well, then, did you call her out for it? Like, why did she? Why did she say we need to talk? I mean, about I told this? you she sent me the snap. Um, I snapped her back like WTF, and she snapped me back again and said, "Hey, I don't. I'm not going to see you again. I'm sorry for leading you on." And I was just like, "Wow, you could have you could have handled that a little bit better." And then she she went on to say some not so nice things, hmm. and I was just basically like gave her the middle finger emoji and was wow. done with it. And then she wanted to call and talk about it. Basically, I you just wanted to be done with blew it. Blew her off. Yeah, I'm not. That's that's kind of messed up for her to do though. Not my like, thing. I've heard the story twice now, and it's kind of messed up. It's messed up. It's really messed but up. But you know what? That's what you get for. That's what you get for, for putting, going on Tinder, though. For putting like, a heart you never out know there. what you're. Yeah, I mean, you never know. <laughs> seriously, that's what you get. What happened when, to when the other lady who wanted to give you the yellow? Remember that? Have, the have you yellow. told? What the bleep is a yellow? No, I have not brought that we story won't, We won't tell that story. Does yellow mean... Because my mother does listen to this, Tony, and she was upset about what I said. She called to check and oh. see if I was okay. And my sister texts me and says, I'll beat the you-know-what out of that girl if you want. I was like, Way to go, ladies, sis. I love you. I love the support, but it's all right. I'm fine. He'll tell you the story after the podcast. It's fine. Are you fine? You don't sound fine. I'm okay. He's you, a, he's right, a, is is your allergies everything? Because I'm struggling right now. I've got I'm a little phlegmy. I've got I mean, a little like bit of a... I don't know what it is. I feel like it's, as soon as I get in this room with you guys, it gets musty. Yeah. I start getting a little nervous. Nothing like four I mean, guys Eric, getting inside a room that's like four by four. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And Eric's so damn attractive. We've already just established that. He just it's makes just everybody radiate. nervous. Yeah, it just makes me nervous. Oh, God. I'm going to take my shirt off. It is college. You're supposed to experiment during this time. I don't want to. You I know? went ahead. It's funny <laughs> that you said that, though, because Eric and I got casted on at that sports zone. Yeah. We got casted as co-hosts, right? Yeah. So I, I'm talking with Eric, and I'm like, "Damn, this guy's really nice." So I went, I went, and I, uh, I Facebook creeped a little bit, yeah. and you pull up Eric's Facebook, yeah. and oh, it's God. him like back in the glory days at his high school, you know, oh. football player. And he had already told me the story, like you know, I thought I was going to go pro, and he unfortunately had some injury issues. Naive as hell. But then you see the the women that he's with, hmm. 
Do you know Eric pulled dime? Mm. So that's when he says, Taylor, if you do listen to this, if Eric calls you a five, everyone else sees you as an eight or a nine. Yeah. Eric, you're a five to Eric because he dates supermodels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's really funny you say that because my friends, my friends, and Corey, Corey, who's probably going to come in, Corey Allison, probably going to come co-host the show with us next week, uh, been a good friend of mine since high school. Yeah. No one is more bitter about our high school days that <laughs> if we want to reminisce than, than Corey Allison. So, that's gonna be funny. That's gonna be funny. To Let talk me about. sum it up for Eric right now. He's wearing a white T-shirt, a jacket that looks okay, and Costco. some sweatpants. Ten bucks. Probably, probably fifteen dollar outfit. Yep. Still looks better than me. I'm wearing a forty dollar pants and a thirty five dollar T-shirt, and I look like a schmuck compared to him. And that's how Eric. He just pulls it off. Yeah, but you got an incredible, incredible flair to you, though, man. Yeah, thank I you. mean, come on, you got that. You've glow. got the engaging thank glow. You. Remember, and the smile, and you just you come in, and I'm like, I, I bet this guy's funny. You know, and I know you don't like being called out. No, that that's way. fine. But it's I, like this guy is probably hysterical. And that's you got the, the reason. Smile on your face. That's the reason I actually did comedy because I, uh, after I broke up with Taylor, I I've always wanted to do comedy. I did comedy once, senior year of high school. Did a talent show, got second place. Thought I was king of the world. Sick. Did that same set at a real comedy club. Oh. Bombed two minutes in, and the only laugh I got was I grabbed the mic. I said, "I suck. I'm gonna get off stage." Get in my car, go home, <laughs> cry myself to sleep, and never do this again. And did oh exactly that. My God. And then for four years, I never went on stage again. Never did. Oh just kept no. on thinking of jokes. Just kept on thinking and thinking and thinking. And then me and this girl broke up, and I was just heartbroken. And my buddy was like, dude, you're finally going to come out. You've been talking about it for like four come months. Come out of where? The come out. To, no, that too. No, come to the <laughs> comedy club. And I went. And it was at 12.30 I performed in front of three people, and I made two of them laugh, and I was like, this is for me. Two out of? Two out of three. Two out of three. That's oh, two good out of three. Yeah, nice. they were drunk, and the, the others were comics, but it was just like- And they were deaf and- Fun, yeah, deaf, but it was that. just like, I love this moment. And since then, the last nine months have been a ride I will never look back on as a bad- It's just been the greatest ride ever. Now, and you're doing it in Denton right now, right? I'm Pretty doing often? Denton, Dallas, Fort Worth. I'm doing a show in Krugersville. I might be doing a show in San Antonio over the summer. And you're from San Antonio. I'm from San Antonio, and I just applied for a festival in Sacramento. So let's hope I get in there. But you actually have an interesting backstory. You were born in Germany. I was born in Germany, yeah. I lived in Germany for seven years, went to German public school. My mom is from Germany. All her family's from Germany. And uh, on the... Uh, Seventh grade, I moved back to the States with my dad's. My parents got a divorce, decided to move here with them. First day of school, I go to Shirts, Texas. It's right outside of San Antonio. Shirts? Shirts, I Texas. I prefer no shirts. I got stranded in we shirts know. once. You did? Did you? Yeah. Is that when you were coming back from? Yeah, that's well, yeah, when I was coming back from uh, the North Texas UTSA game. I remember this. Where did you get stranded at? In your car? Shirts, got Texas. Declined. Yeah, but wearing shirts. Like, oh, it the was... three things we have, the Walmart, the H-E-B, or that, the Fox's Pizza. Where did you get stranded? Uh, I think it was at a hotel near the pizza because it smelled like pizza. Okay. Yeah, yes. but uh, yeah, I was, I was coming back from the UTSA game trying to get a hotel, and uh, yeah, my card got declined. That was the only form of payment I had <sighs> anywhere within about a 200-mile radius, and I was almost out of gas. Oh, my. What did you and, do? Uh, my, what happening? God bless God bless my mother. She came to shirts at four thirty in the morning and wow. bailed me out. So uh, So you went to jail that night. 
No, ba- and gave situation. me some a- gave me some money oh, to get pardon home. Me, pardon me. Yeah, no, I didn't say gave you some ass. I thought that was gonna get even weirder. <laughs> Whoa. No, yeah. So no, we I, love you, I, Mama Bab. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Mama Bab. God bless. Jeez. But uh, no, so for the first like two years when I lived in shirts, I got called Nazi almost every day because I was that German. Oh, not you know no. Nazi. And when you like, had the swastika on your neck. Yeah, and so. the swastika on my neck, and I say hi. How'd you get that off? You know, it's you know, it's just rubbing alcohol for the last <laughs> six years every day. And that mold yeah. combine that that usually helps. No, but on the first day of school, I sit down. Teacher brings me up in front of the classroom. She's like, guys, this is Tony. He's from Germany. Make him feel like he's at home. I sit down. The guy next to me goes, "Are you a Nazi?" The first question I get asked. Is are you a Nazi? Welcome to shirts. Welcome to shirts. Are you a Nazi? Wait, did you have a skinned head? No. Really? What were like you wearing? This. Small mustache under I was your wearing, nose? I was wearing a WWE shirt, probably. It wasn't some, a WWE shirt. It was like shirt. Triple H? Or did you try and go full-on American? I, I hate this Eric Turn guy. Now I hate this. Not a WWE shirt. What, what would that, what would that shirt look like, Eric? Feed me. Well, it would have you on there. I mean, a Nazi. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, just kind of two W's and, uh, Uncle Sam. and number two. Uncle Sam just going, yeah. yeah. So for like the last few years in church, Texas, I had to prove that I'm a real American. So you've been faking it this whole time? Oh, yeah. Or? yeah, I'm a spy. If you listen to some of his bits, uh, I feel like you've taken a lot of the jokes you've written. And has that kind of been something all, that you've utilized all, in your jokes? It's all personal. Like my life, I wouldn't say it's terrible, but there's moments where kind of sucks like dating sure. like i talk about dating i talk about people think i'm gay all the time like the, the other week i was working on a show here at uh nttv and we're editing the show and this girl goes she goes tony uh how old are you and i go 22 and she goes oh i thought you were 18 or 19 she could have ended it there and i go oh no i'm 22 and she's like you look very young for your age could have ended it there thank you da 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 but she goes what do you do? Do you go out a lot? And I'm like, yeah, I like to go out, but it sucks because when you look this young and you grind up on women, they think they're dancing with their little brother. She goes, you dance with women? I thought you were gay. How rude. Yeah, and so I was like, wow. And then she could have ended it there. She goes, she went further? Buy at They best. never know when to stop. They double Buy down. Buy at best. What the heck does that mean? Buy it back. I picture her like in a war room situation. <laughs> war room situation. She's like, let's oh, talk no. Tony's sexuality. Okay? Buy it best. Maybe fucks goats. We dropped yeah. an F bomb. Yeah, pardon, <laughs> pardon the bleep there. First we all, of all just kind of froze oh, up. Now, it's oh, okay. It's I'm going right. to have to, listeners, we're going to have to rate this an F. I mean,. <laughs> Well, that too. Man, this show's horrible. I'm not going to write this show on F. We're going to probably have to rate this a hard R because there's another bit of audio that uh, Eric will lead us into later with George Lopez, and we didn't have time to go in and edit all the Fs, bombs, that is. Oh, boy. So we're going to rate this an R. Hopefully that doesn't mess with it translating to iTunes. I don't think it will. I think it just gets a little E pin next to it. Yeah. I, so, I, I do just want to say sorry, mom and dad. Sorry, mom, dad. Just in advance. Because Apologize. It is what it is. Nothing to do with me. This is not my fault. <laughs> We're all of age. Yeah. I'm really sorry. Carry on. No. Go ahead. So, buy at best. It's just the weirdest. I That is not the first time that's happened to me. It's It really isn't. Gosh, I've gone man. on a date. I've gone on a date where I think the date is going fantastic until I realized she thought I was gay. 
because she's kept on asking me how I approach other dudes and how I get guys to sleep with me. What? What yeah. you think this is like some gay therapy? <laughs> yeah, session? like a gay therapy. Oh, and I no. thought like this was a good first date. And the thing is, I didn't have the balls to tell her I wasn't gay, so I just went with it. I was just like, I was just like, girl, you just have to tell him how you feel. And if you want him, you can have him. You're like Adam Sandler, yeah, and I now I just, pronounce you Chuck yeah, and Larry, I just so went, I can still see I just went with Jessica Beale in her underwear and Pretty play much. with those bogos. She was a nice girl, so I was like, <laughs> I maybe, maybe, like, she was religious. Maybe she would convert me. Maybe. Maybe it would happen. But, yeah, it, I went with it, you know? Man, girls are ruthless. So that's like... My comedy is just personal strife and whatever. I would not date a man. Women, women, women. I love the sound funny. effects. They come out of nowhere. Babs the best. She's the best. The drop women, man. Women, women, women. <laughs> the drop king. But boys, um, we'll come back to some of Tony's. We'll set up and, and let you know where you can hear him coming up in upcoming performances. You don't want to. What the hell happened in Super Bowl 51? Holy moly, dude. Just exactly I'm what so we expected. Angry. You're, You're so angry. I'm so angry. Why are you angry? Tom Brady's the best quarterback of all time, He's but I best. hate him. He's the goat. Man, how, what the? How could you be angry? That was possibly the greatest Super Bowl ever. Oh, it was, and I absolutely hate. I hate the Patriots. They're yeah, like my least like favorite sports team ever. It was the greatest Super Bowl ever. It was the greatest comeback of all time. Yeah. Tom Brady's the best quarterback to ever play the game of football, and I hate all of it. I just cannot agree that it was the best Super Bowl ever. Whoa, why? I just, because for the first half of the game, I was, it was a snooze fest. Anything that's one-sided is... shocking, though. I, mean, that's, I didn't that's expect 30. Atlanta to come out and jump out 21-zip on them. I did not, I mean, I don't think anybody expected that. But my gosh, it was, it was, it was boring until about halfway through the third quarter. But Brady, for the first half, looked like he doesn't belong in the NFL anymore. He was getting ragged. He was getting sat. Every other play, he was getting hit. Like, I thought this was going to be Brady's last game. Atlanta was going to win, and Brady was just going to quit. He didn't look like an elite you quarterback know, anymore. He looked like an average quarterback. And then the second half, something happened. Yeah, you know, I'm from Houston, so, of course, you know, all the people I follow, half the people I follow on Twitter. You're the one who stole his jersey and, after the game. <laughs> <laughs> At, you know, half the people I follow on Twitter and who I'm friends on Facebook with, you know, you're all from Houston. Yeah. So, it's like, so as Brady's, you know, melting down in the first half, there's, oh, it's Brock Osweiler. <laughs> so, yeah. The Osweiler jokes are flown. Yeah, I look, I think it was the greatest Super Bowl ever, and I get what you're saying because the first half was a little meh, but it was I was pretty blown away because the Falcons were dominating like they were, and it wasn't just offensively. We said last week on the show, hey, the Falcons have game breakers all over the field. Their offense is awesome, and they proved that. Matt Ryan came out. They scored a couple quick touchdowns. Devontae Freeman racked off that huge run, and then you had the pick six. So it was on both sides of the ball. The defense, like you said, they were getting pressure on Tom. They were making him deliver balls before he was ready. That's what I was most impressed by. The defense was great. Well, just really their their pressure. I mean, their pressure was incredible. And then even a few times, I mean, a lot of the times where Brady would have to roll out and buy time, and you would think, okay, now we would find somebody. But then their coverage downfield was pretty good. Then it ended up being a lot of holding calls uh, towards the end of that uh I guess, towards the end of that second quarter there. But, uh, I mean, man, that first half, they were getting serious, quick pressure on Brady. There was nothing he could do. And then the, the thing was, after that interception for a touchdown, now the defense goes back on the field, and then the plays start adding up. And then by the second half, I mean, those guys were just exhausted. Exactly. They showed, towards the end of that first half, the stat of snaps, right, and, and plays run. And Atlanta's got a giant lead. 
but it's like double the amount of plays for New England than to Atlanta. And I'm thinking to myself, if this were a close game, maybe that would come into effect in the second half because Atlanta's defense, it's like we talked about at, for the Cowboys all year long, breaking them down. Dallas's offense was a ball control, time of possession offense, and it helped a defense that definitely was the weaker point of the team, but they played limited snaps, and it helped them stay fresh. Atlanta, this is the opposite. They're out and running, and their defense, it seemed like, was on the field the entire game, especially in the fourth quarter and the second half, and it came back to bite them. I also think because they're such a young team, they probably went into halftime just knowing they had it in the bag. And they don't have a leader. That's why I think the Patriots pulled off this amazing comeback because they have Belichick and they have Tom Brady. And I would love to be in that locker room at halftime just to hear what they were saying. Because what they pulled off in that second half was amazing. Pure amazing. Well, and there's nobody more in crunch time. There's no one that's more composed than Tom Brady. Composed. He is the most composed. He's the composiest, you know? He is. Composed and poised, composed. <laughs> it's the best way to describe any player. You can't get any better than that. Brady is composed as all hell, man. And thank you, Walchick, for inventing that. Dude, I'm he's so a monster, man. I'm, like mentally ill. Tom Brady is out of this world. Greatest quarterback of all time, hands Absolutely. down. Absolutely, and I think that hands down the whole historical aspect of it. So you've got, aside from the first half, Eric, if you want to say it was a snoozer, I get that. But how great that second half was. You have the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history. You've got the only Super Bowl to ever mm -hmm. go to overtime. Then you've got the historical aspect of Brady and Belichick winning five and cementing themselves as the greatest quarterback and head coach in NFL history, hands down. That all together to me, and the Edelman catch. Oh, don't forget Edelman. Yeah, the that, Edelman was David, that was David Tyree part two. It was better. That was, yeah, it was better. Oh, But it was man. the same effect. It's like, here's that crazy, how the hell did this happen? That just keeps the momentum ball rolling down the hill. And what's interesting is you had maybe a better catch with Julio oh, on yeah. that one of the final drives for no Atlanta. No one's going to remember that. No one's going to remember because it's they like, lost the game. It's like Super Bowl Forty Nine, Jermaine Curse. You're absolutely after, right. After the Malcolm Brown interception, no one remembers Jermaine Curse's catch. But how the hell did Julio catch that? Well, he's a he's an extraterrestrial. A he, yeah, he's not a human. And you, I don't think they targeted Julio enough. You want to look at why Atlanta lost this game, and my roommate. <laughs> I was watching with him, the one who thinks Matt Ryan sucks. Um, he's, you know, they put up a stat. Matt Ryan's got a perfect QBR, and he's 17 of 23, 200-something yards, two touchdowns. He finished with 144 quarterback rating, highest rating for a quarterback to ever lose a Super Bowl in all 52. And I don't think that you can put that on Matt Ryan. No. All right, well, I'm going to I'm gonna look it up because I don't know. But here's here's where you find out how good he was. Let's go look and see what his statistics were just in the fourth quarter. Okay. Let's go see what he was in in on third downs. Let's go look at those two things, and then we'll come back and address and see. Okay, was he just were they just high flying, getting ten yards a carry? New England was frantic at the beginning of the game, surprisingly so. And so with athletes and Julio Hones. <laughs> you can go make you can go make plays and you put Julio. up a quick twenty one and then you don't the ball. No, but Zach, yes, I know that's a huge huge factor. But you put you don't you put up seven points in the second half. Yeah, so that means you played good in the first half and you did so well. And it wasn't that he was so bad in the second half that he was throwing picks, throwing picks. But Didn't that doesn't mean. Picks. But that doesn't did mean, have that fumble. Yes, but Devontae Freeman. Blew Gap a huge that. block. I, I I know. And then they had the sack, which I thought was on him. 
He did have that sack right after the play he had to a Julio. Lot that were on him. He had a sack that was on him, but the next play he comes back, makes up for it with an out route to Muhammad Sanu. They pick that back up to get back in field goal range, but it calls back for a holding call. Yep. They ran the ball four times after they got up 25 points. I think it's on Kyle Shanahan, dude. Yeah, I blame him. I think it's on Kyle Shanahan, and I said it a month ago to my other roommate, Derek, who's a mutual friend with Tony. I said, I think Kyle Shanahan personally is overrated. I think Atlanta's got a ton of talent, and he's a pretty good offensive coordinator, don't get me wrong. But up until this year, they never were really crazy elite. Yeah, they didn't have this. Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, maybe. I mean, when you have Julio Jones and Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman, all when you have a 25-point lead, there is no excuse why you run the ball four times from the eight-and-a-half-minute mark in the third quarter to the end of the game. They were There's running no all reason. over the Patriots the first half of the game. The first play was a 40-yard— a Even if the run is not like a 35, working, simply just running the f- clock instead of risking incompletions and stopping it, just— shorten the game yeah, and help your defense to get a breather. Yeah, and there's no arguing that. I mean, absolutely, it was a total gaffe on Shanahan, and he deserves, I mean, he deserves criticism for that, but I wouldn't put, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make the Super Bowl, I wouldn't make that uh, everything about Kyle Shanahan. I wouldn't let that deter me from seeing, okay, he was actually pretty creative. Last year, Atlanta's offense wasn't, near as what they were last year, but, I mean, it's always tough. He's a good coordinator. I'm not trying to rip yeah, on I mean, the guy stinks. Yeah, but he, he He's definitely good. screwed that up. But let's not act like Matt Ryan. I mean, who knows Who knows how many times Matt Ryan, like we see with Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. where he makes he made the check. He, he, he changed it from a run play to a pass play based on the look he got instead of just saying, no, we're just going to run the ball right here. That's so, true. So those are some, some of the things that you just don't really know. You don't know if Kyle Shanahan says, hey, run the ball here, but he, he checks to something. Now it's still it, it's hard to imagine that that happened, you know, sixteen times because that's how many times they should have ran the freaking ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I I, I, I don't want to make Kyle Shanahan out to be some awful offensive coordinator. No, I mean, and I'm not trying to do that. But I, I if you're gonna point the finger at anybody for why Atlanta lost and blew that lead, I think the play calling in the second half is on him. Definitely. Yeah. And, and but we also got to say that Matt Ryan and I need to look up the I'll look up the numbers and I'll, and I'll get them. I'll get him back to you here in a minute. I gotta. Is there any itch? Maybe that's the wrong word. Within maybe the back like a, of Kyle Shanahan's head or something. Like a rash. <laughs> maybe that. How's yours, but, by the way? <laughs> thanks, Eric. <laughs> but you, the, the, you're up. You're up twenty-one nothing yeah. on arguably the greatest coaching quarterback tandem in the history of professional football. Do you think there's? maybe something within him to try and they want to make this a blowout. Oh, just like, dude. oh, we sh- we yeah. showed the New England Patriots. Totally. They and, wanted to uh, do a totally. Seahawks-Broncos and they game. Said, well, he said, look, you dance with what brung you here, right? And they've been a pedal to the metal team all year long. They got up big against Green Bay. You didn't see them take their foot off the pedal. But there comes a time where it's just knowing game. Situational football, right? I mean, it's the Belichick. Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl. It's the last game. Situational football, you're up 25 points, and your defense has played pretty well but they're getting gassed because they're constantly on the field now. It's just there's only so much time and so much opportunity that you can give New England so if also, you just run the football and bleed the clock. It's also against the greatest quarterback. Against the greatest quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, I understand doing it against, but Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. And giving that guy that much time on the field is preposterous and is stupid. It's stupid. We saw what he did last week. It's a team sport overall. But Atlanta's defense blew a 25-point lead. You can look at them and say, hey, 
they totally fell off in that fourth quarter. But you are But they right. were in position to make some plays, too. The Edelman play was a, oh, man. Edelman even said it on Fallon when we were watching mm-hmm. that earlier, Tony. It was 70% luck. It was an incredible play. But it was lucky, and that helped them. I mean, they had things along the way that helped them, and it's a team effort. And certainly you can look at it and say the offense needed to score more points to hold the lead. But the defense allowed 31 unanswered points. They ran the ball four times after they were up 25. These are all reasons why it goes into why Atlanta lost. But I will say this. As a Falcons fan, I'm sure it's heartbreaking, and I don't know how the hell they lost, to be honest. But I will say it's more of just the legacy now of Brady and Belichick, yeah. and it's it adds to their greatness. I look at that and say, damn, New England and Brady and Belichick did it again versus Atlanta just totally choked. I mean, they did. But this one's going to be remembered for, for them, not because Atlanta blew this thing in my eyes. It's just going to build their legend. It's going to add to their legend even more, like we always <laughs> like to do with sports figures or really anybody. As they, as it, uh, as time goes on, we, we remember them more fondly than maybe even we did whenever they were in their prime. Because there's a lot of good teams in the NFL that you know with with really good quarterbacks that could not recover from that no matter what the play calling of of Atlanta would be if they're passing it too much in the second half with this 25 point lead there's some really good NFL teams with really good quarterbacks and really good offensive coordinators who are not going to be able to rally down from that and that's where i think you can you really have to tip the Absolutely. hat to Belichick and Brady it's easy to let when when you're behind the eight ball and things aren't going well that can snowball effect and spiral out of control. Mm-hmm. To be composed enough to just say, no, we're in this thing. This is the Super Bowl. It's not over. One more play. One more drive. We just got to score on this drive. We'll worry about the next one. That kind of mental strength. We, we saw that with Aaron Rodgers. It's few and far he between, couldn't come man. back. Aaron Rodgers couldn't come back with Atlanta. And that shows, that just proves that Tom Brady is so much It also proves so how much damn good Dak Prescott is, right? Mm. The Cowboys are down 21-3. Here we go. And it's, uh-oh. Here, here comes it goes Cowboy again. fan Walter. And Dak and Zeke and Dude, Dennis, it's baby. Too, it's too soon. Don't get me wrong. Dak, fantastic quarterback. But it's too soon. I don't know. When you saw anything. it with Big Ben his rookie year. You knew, didn't you, as a Steeler fan? You knew this kid's going to be good. You had that feeling, You knew yeah. he was going to be pretty good. Composed as hell. I don't know that Dak's going to win a Super Bowl, but I think he's going to be pretty good. So well, it might be Romo 2.0, you're saying? I think... Don't hate on Romo. No, Tony. I love Romo. Romo's my... I think Romo is the most underrated quarterback in the NFL, but you have to admit he does choke in the playoffs. It's stupid stuff too. First playoff I game, love he goes into. I think it's narrative getting about this. I think it's myself out of this. Eric, Eric, look. First time he went, goes to the playoff, drops an extra point kick. Sure. So he's a bad quarterback. It's a no. slick ball. No, he's a bad Next quarterback. Next time he go, he just hasn't proved himself. Was dude. that a quarterback play? Though? He just hasn't, he hasn't proved himself. In the in the when it comes to big games, he hasn't. Pro- I love Romo. I think he is one of the greatest Cowboys quarterbacks. I would say he's top- number three. I'd put him two. Now the lines are really I'd drawn him, all I'd weird put, all over put this map. Two behind <laughs> Staubach, who's won two Super Bowls, and Aikman, who's won three. You just and can't. Uh, you're I, obviously forgetting Quincy Carter. Oh you yeah, freaking bleephole. <laughs> no, Quincy Carter. He couldn't hack yeah, it in the big yeah. moment. Quincy Carter. He did throw was, Jason Witten his first touchdown. Who was the <laughs> Cowboys quarterback when they beat the Steelers in Super Bowl thirty? Ninety-five. Troy. That was Troy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, what do I know? I love Romo, but 
it's as a Cowboys fan, it just got there were times where it got to those big games where we needed to win against the Redskins in week in week 16 and he just fell apart. Well, cuz he, he was just the fell team. apart. But he had to do it all. But, yeah, but there's sometimes those interceptions, man, those stupid passes. That's why I like Dak Prescott more is because I feel like he doesn't throw the ball like Tony Romo does. Tony Romo, no, he, he doesn't throw nervous, it as well. You're right. That is true, but he, he knows. More, he's more protective of the more football. Protective. That's because he Let can that, be. Yeah. That's because he can be. And he also, because he doesn't trust himself. And it's because he's surrounded by the best offensive line in the true, league, true. one of the, the top two running backs in the league, and a top five, arguably, alpha male dominant NFL receiver. And a Hall of Fame tight end who's on his last wheels. Yeah. And an offensive-minded head coach yeah. who used to be a quarterback himself. Yeah. And just one coach of the year. So I don't necessarily so agree with. He's got what? he's got it around him, man. Listen, you saw what happened when Tony Romo came in with with half the Dallas team that they yeah. have right now against yeah. Philly for one drive. He come in and he freaking ran the show. I mean, he was freaking surgical out no, there. No, I I get it. You man. haven't seen Dak do that. I don't know that we've seen Dak do something like that. I mean, he just came in first play, rips it down the field, forty yards. Receiver screwed up. Otherwise, who knows? Don't get me wrong. I would love to see Romo get that trophy and take our team to the Super Bowl, but. It's, now, don't get me wrong. You got you a call from Chloe. Yeah, Chloe's calling me. Who's Chloe? Who's Chloe? No, to, actually, Chloe's actually just a friend of mine. She's actually dating my one of my best friends, okay. uh, Mike, Mike, Michael Reed. Why are you trying to hurt your best friend then, dude? Like, if he loves Chloe, let him have Chloe. You know what she's probably doing right now? She's probably calling me because, one, she doesn't know where he is. So, Michael, oh. uh, what are you doing? Mike, what are you doing? Yeah, Mike, Chloe's calling. Secondly, she might be calling me because she's out shopping maybe for some Valentine's Day stuff. Oh, God. I don't know. I mean, and who knows? she wants your opinion. Yeah, yeah. she. Uh, well, you know I got good taste. That is true. <laughs> hey. We've <laughs> certainly established that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I love Romo, too. I think he's underrated. He's great. I love Romo, man. But, man. He... Listen, but quickly, to go back to the Super Bowl, I think of, of all the incredible, I mean, guys, we saw some incredible things, right? We did. I don't think we saw anything more incredible than Rob Gronkowski catch a, a a beer can from a Patriots fan at the parade. He's on top of the float. He catches a beer can full, unopened. He breaks it open with his mouth and he starts chugging it on top of the uh, of of the float. And then everybody's screaming. He raises his hands up like he just scored a touchdown. And then he spikes it off the parade into the street, and all the fans go insane. And Gronk's just raging. Everybody loves him, dude. Gronk. He, spike. I bet you Menzel sees Gronk every day, and he's like, I should have gone that route. Tight end, man. He, no, not just, just anything not tight, end. tight end. Not, not, no, not tight end. Just the idea where Gronk, yeah, he parties all the time. Uh, yeah, he does shenanigans. But he's so good that no one cares. Menzel wasn't that good. That's the thing, though. If he, the first two years, would have busted his butt and practiced and practiced and practiced and then gone out and done the grout, no one would have given him crap. Well, And, and even more than that, if he would have just been born... You know, 6'6", 265 pounds, fast as hell, <laughs> and an absolute monster. Just maybe get, maybe get paired up with Tom Brady. Who knows? I bet it could have probably worked out for Johnny. No, I just I just feel like That's the success. It's the success, man. I'm going out on a limb. But it's I mean, success. It's, I felt like Johnny Menzel, if he would have busted his butt for two years, he could have been a decent, not a superstar, but a decent quarterback in the NFL. Well, he's making that comeback. Uh, Him he's and he's his, in jail. He recently got arrested. Is he? Him and his grill. Again? He got a grill. He got arrested recently because he broke probation because he was at a party in Dallas. Oh, um, come on, man. That was like a no, few, that was like a month. I, 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 well, we, are, we do get reckless here, and it's we love doing that. So, Tony, continue. I would love to hear this story. But I, I think Johnny's actually 
kind of at like the best place he's been, you know, relatively speaking. Uh, that's what I've heard lately. Yeah. I mean, I'm no, I'm no uh, Johnny yeah. follower. This was a while stretch, ago. This wasn't like, uh, this was probably like two months or no, three. But, but I mean, hey, maybe he's in jail. I don't know. I just don't like the dude, man. Hey, tell him, to, give him Bab's mom's number. He's yeah. not gonna, yeah. <laughs> I just don't like to bail you out at 4:30 a.m. I don't know why we're talking about Johnny Menzel right now. Super Bowl. You brought him up. <laughs> he was at the fault. he was at the Super Bowl yeah. signing autographs. He was, okay. So he's trying to make some coin. So he's, he's at least out of jail as of Sunday. That's good. That's we, good. It's because we were making the very original yeah. Johnny Menzel and Rob Gronkowski comparison. The party boys. They're the party boys, dude. Gronk's awesome, and if Gronk had played in that game, it would have been totally different. But, okay, so I do think that was the greatest Super Bowl ever. Yeah. I do. More than more than the Patriots undefeated, going against the Giants. And, and that game stunk, too, for the first half. But it was close. It, it didn't stink in the sense that this it was like— This game was the, close. The reason why—no, but I'm saying the reason why this game sucked or, or felt that way in time, you got to put yourself in the shoes, second quarter. Wow, dude, the Super Bowl, man. Freaking blow well, I was looking this forward to Gaga suck. at halftime, at least. Gaga was great. Was she? I liked her. I man. love Gaga. I have nothing bad to say about it. I think anyone that has talented. something really bad to say about it, you are just a bleep. I, I had to watch it at Zach's friend's house who had some frat boys, and the whole time they were like, Well, we're going to see some boobies. And like that oh, kind totally. of. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That kind of like annoyed me a little bit. But other than that, I thought she was fantastic, too. I think Gaga is one of the most. One of. One of the most underrated performers we have. She's the Madonna of our time. She's she's the ideas she brings on stage, the colors, the the lights. It's it's a show with her. It's fantastic. I love I love Gaga. And it felt though like with all the dancing and jumping and snazzy stuff she was doing. Yeah. Uh, it's it felt like she was singing live like pretty most of the for time. The most, yeah. 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 I agree with that. And then I loved her mic drop at the end. Oh. Super Bowl Fifty One. And then she does that jump off the diving yeah. catches yeah. the ball. Pool. Yeah, yeah. Where'd she go? That I used to always do. She's fantastic. I oh, love you, that. you got, you got to do that back in high school. They wouldn't let band kids like me do that. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. I'm talking about childhood backyard. Oh, okay. Growing okay, up, jumping yeah. off the diving board, and uh, Mama Chia follows, <laughs> tossing me the pigskin, there baby. You go. Mama Good Chia old follows. days. That is what it's all about. Should have been Gronk. You should have. Dude, should've. you could have. You could have done it, man. But yeah. Bab, you think it was the best Super Bowl? I, I do too. I I I judge games more on their. Finality. Their finality, yeah. Okay, so say it's the greatest ending. It doesn't have to be the greatest game. What I mean, why do we have to do that? Why, do, why can't we just say, hey, the movie's, you know, well, the movie see, sucked. Hey, the movie sucked, man. The movie wasn't that great. Last, you know, last half hour is pretty damn unbelievable. Yeah, that's I can how, admit it. That's, that's that's Rogue One. That's my Rogue One review right that's, there. I thought the same thing. <laughs> that's that like, is everybody. I agree. I'll, I actually agree. Not everybody. We've got a no. big time Rogue One Any Star Wars person, fanatic. Me. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I cried and stuff after this. Yeah, he literally teared up. But Where's I agree. our butt alert imaging, man. I, I don't know. Get that. I agree it. with Gosh. Eric. I would say it's the best Super Bowl ending. I would agree with that because I. We we just love to do that with anything. We love to see the now. We love yeah, to be it's like that's the greatest of all yeah. time right now. It's just give it a year, give it a year, and we'll come back. It took fifty two years to get to a damn overtime. I mean that's I'll tell you impressive. What, that blew that I think it blew everybody's mind when they heard that. It's impressive. I was in a room full of guys. We all just turned our head. I mean we're all guy from the bathrooms like what the hell did I just hear? Overtime. <laughs> Overtime. First football, overtime. bring out the brewskis and the chips. First in NFL history. I was, I was a little upset, though, because I was really wanting to see that uh, 24 Legacy? season premiere. Yeah, oh, jeez. Oh, you mean with Dr. Dre? Yeah, we missed. Yeah, they, they advertised how, it with how, blah, how, blah, from straight out of Compton. How, yeah. Dr. Dre. How dare it's they? It's also in The Walking Dead. I mean, how, he looks like Jameis Winston. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Tony. No, but how dare they cut that show to watch 
the Super Bowl. Like, I want to see Dr. Dre kick overtime. Oh, so they should have yeah. waited to play no. overtime until after 24. Like, let's see, let that run, no, no, then play overtime. No, that makes more sense. Give Atlanta over, time to play go. overtime. Yeah, heal. Catch a breather. Just, yeah. Add the NFL on Snapchat. They'll do it through there. You know, I want to see Legacy right now. Put it on Twitter <laughs> live stream. We're yeah. going to put on 24 Legacy. Yeah, yeah. Move it to Fox Sports 1. <laughs> have Joy Taylor come on. Fastest growing sports show in America. Yeah. <laughs> Nosebleed Seats podcast? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about the other schmuck shows that they've got going on. Undisputed. I, did, I just know about our schmuck show. Our schmuck show is a decent show. It's a fun schmuck it's show. It's a fun dude. schmuck show. It's schmucky one, is One more Super Bowl question really. as you go through your rundown here. On the list of, this is something I, I saw go by on Twitter a lot. If on it the, smells, the, I'm sorry. On the, on the list of, is that you? of playoff comebacks. It just comebacks. happened. It's not out yet. <laughs> Oh my God! I have nothing to look don't forward talk, to. Don't talk to me. Uh, it's back fighting up. its way out right now. <laughs> on the I can't uh, wait on the list of of all time playoff comebacks. Just all time comebacks because I believe this was the third biggest one. Because you had the thirty one point comeback from the Bills over the Oilers in the playoffs in the nineties. Then you had Indy coming back against Kansas City from twenty eight just a couple of years ago. And then you have this one. Is this one quote unquote the biggest comeback of all time because it's on a bigger stage? I think so. Like you said, you thought this game was over. It's a snooze fest because Atlanta's got the trophy. Hell, you saw Bow Wow was thinking it's over. Oh, Bow Wow was amazing. Bow Wow put up a a video that he's like, oh, look at all the fans around me. This baby's over. Let's go home. The greatest sports announcer, Skip Bayless, saying, congratulations, Atlanta Falcons at halftime. When he wants to proclaim himself as the biggest Brady supporter of all time, he quit on Brady at at halftime. And then he's going to, Brady's the greatest ever. Yeah, that's an idiot right there. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think so. Right. I think so. Yeah. For Fair sure. enough. I think that thing creeped from out from under you, man. Did it? I, I can. You yeah. can kind of get a whiff. I'm gonna need a second. Everybody loves their own brand, so I'm okay. Yeah, it's disgusting. I think it you went. Si- you it went too well. You're good. I tried good. to get it yeah. away from you, Bab. You got to run the board. I wanted you to be able to. Disrespectful. I'm sorry. Disgusting. I'm sorry. I'm never coming on the show again. I'm leaving. So they had. I need the, a minute. <laughs> well, you have, you take that moment. I'll, I'll preview what you're what we're talking about next. And we've got to get into. I know Eric really wanted to hear about Tony's perspective of watching a Cowboys game with you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You want to hear this? If we want to go into it now, we can. Okay. Uh. So. I met Zach the first time at the NTTV kickoff, and then the next week, Derek invited me to watch the Cowboys with him, Jared, and Zach. I was like, that sounds fun. I've met Zach. He seems like a cool guy. Jared and Derek, roommates of mine. Roommates of his. So I go, I get the chair next to him. It's this nice leather couch. And before the game, we're just talking, and it's a fun time. We're just shit-showing, talking about movies, talking about Tony Romo against Prescott. Like, dude, if Prescott doesn't show up this week, we're going to bring back Romo. Like, the first play happens— Dak throws a pass. It's like, time to trade Romo. It's fun. It's great. Then we start falling behind. Uh-oh. And it, it became like a, a drunk alcoholic father where the whole mood just switches and you just become a disappointment. <laughs> as is, he, a, is he an emotional as, drunk as a, No, fan? as a son. And you, you try to throw a little bit in there during the timeout, and he looks at you and he's like, really, this it's not the time, Tony. <laughs> I, I'm serious. I'm my boys, my boys are. He no, and and when you ask him a question, you're like, "Do you think that was a good pass?" He won't get an answer. You have to check his Twitter to see what he's thinking right now. <laughs> like, what's his Cowboys? Yeah, his diary. You cannot I, ask I him a question. I tweeted a lot this year. Yeah. Digital yeah. diary. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. And, and it's, okay. did it's good. It was good I stuff. It. it was good stuff. But when you're sitting two feet away from him and you want to ask him a question, I shouldn't have to go on his Twitter to ask him that question. <laughs> 
Well, I got to say, there's, there, I mean, it can't be, there can't be anything worse than being around uh, a comedian while you're like pissed off, kind of, or <laughs> no, like angry I, at something I, I because stress. I, I think I sometimes <laughs> push his button on purpose. But the funnest, the funnest thing that ever happened was it was against the Eagles game where we fell behind and Dak made that amazing comeback. Because the Eagles dropped like three picks on the game winning drive. Yes. But is that what happened? Just that's what I remember. I guess I've like taken that away. And just remember the comeback of course, that Just like we forgot uh, Julio Holmes' big catch. I didn't. His roommates have this tradition during all the Dallas sports games that when the their team isn't doing well, they strip down <laughs> to their underwear. I like, like the sound of It's this. like just underwear and everything else is gone. Well, if Eric was with us, the whole freaking city would shut down. <laughs> would my shut kind down. Of party. The, the girls that live across from you would just break in, you know? Yeah, that's what we should really yeah. be doing. Maybe we'd have a chance to get laid. Guys, if this yeah. is if this were true, I wouldn't be here right now. But the funnest look was Dak Prescott is going on his drive to get that last touchdown, and he looks over, and his roommate Dre's butt is in his face, <laughs> and you could Bear? You, no, underwear. All he had was boxers on. Boxers, but it's, so Zach was it's right here in his and face. And I left my clothes on. Yeah, he left his clothes on. It's right in his face. He's eating a chicken wing, and you could just see in his eyes. <laughs> of course He's like, he how did I get to this point in my life that I'm sitting here with a fucking comic to my right and two naked guys to my left <laughs> trying to watch the game? I should have never come to UNT. I should have just lived with my parents, and this never happened at oh home. And you could just see the pain and disappointment where his life is at that moment and it was the greatest thing in the history i need to go find these tweets so we could like look back at what his live emotions it was, were it was fantastic but i have to say i've lived here in denton for a year and a half he's the most fun person to watch the cowboys with because he actually does give insight when they're winning when they're losing i've learned to dial it back yep and just to let him you know let him calm down Certainly. Let them calm down. After they lose, I'll be like, hey, you want a McFlurry, Zach? We'll go get a McFlurry. Yep. I'll just say, dude, your hair looks good today. A lot just of McFlurries last yeah. year. Just compliment just compliment him on his hair. Three. He'll be like, you think they look good? I'm using oh, a new year shampoo. Before, sorry. Yeah. So We didn't know the year before. <laughs> the year before, I expected the worst. Well, <laughs> yeah. this year, you're probably craving McFlurries. Oh, this <laughs> You've year. only had like two Dude, I haven't three. had a McFlurry in yeah. God knows how long. Okay, <laughs> let me ask you this. When was the last time you even, because I'm going to judge you for this, and yeah. I might lose, might lose respect. When was the last time you had a full-on meal at McDonald's? Everyone go around. Sunday? I hate you. <laughs> I would say two weeks ago. I hate you, too. Go ahead. Bring it home. Two weeks ago sounds Are you familiar. kidding me? Look, look, look. I have, it. I have in my defense. No. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right, in fair. my defense, at, at CBS Radio Tower, literally next door to us is a gas station with McDonald's. Oh, that's So if I'm working like an overnight or something... That's the easiest thing to get is is McDonald's. When's the last time you've had McDonald's? You know, it's funny you ask. The last time I had McDonald's was, it would be almost a year to date. And wow. before that, I'm honestly not really sure, but it'd be a year almost to date because I remember my uncle was in town from the, for the Super Bowl, last uh -huh. year's Super Bowl. And on the way to church that morning, he, he was with us. He wanted a McCafe. I was like, dude, I'm hungry. I need a, you know what I mean? I need a McGriddle. Ladies, he's a, a church going, not... McDonald's eating man, you need to get this. You are the perfect dude. Like no. I eat like a slob. That's great. That's why he's oh, gonna no, outlive I eat like us. A slob. No, that's why he's gonna outlive us by like. 20 oh no, years. we went to a taco shop together when we were putting this oh, podcast really? together. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh no. Oh, the tacos are good. Is it, you want to get Eric? Down? It's tacos and Whataburger. Dude, oh. hey, no, I'm serious. Uh, okay. And this goes for everyone who's in the Denton area. My God, if you're in the state of Texas, make a trip out here. It's called <laughs> El Periente. Have you been there? 
Yeah. You got that look in your face. Yeah. Uh-oh. It's, really? It's, you love it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's right? Good. Yeah. How long, when did you find out about it? I went after a, a show with some buddies. It was Halloween. Dude, what a night. We went on Halloween. You went in as Drew Carey? Uh, no, I was Sean from Shaun of the Dead. I've, I have a little more money now. I can... Okay, make, uh, yeah. I respect it. He's yeah. working well, now. Well, yeah, that's why you're eating at Periente. Yeah, it's good. Because you're a top dollar man. Oh, it's good. No, it, it tastes like top dollar. Yeah. And the good news is it's not, so it's beautiful. And it's run out that, of a convenience store, so it's a bit sketchy. Yeah, you're not, but it's... Like the first time where you kind of weary of it, or leery, I don't know what the word is. No, to I'm be. from San Antonio, and Mexican food in San Antonio is the only good thing about San Antonio. Mithia. And I'm used to... Well, and the Mexican girls, right? Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, and that. But, uh... I'm used to getting tacos and Mexican food out of, like, gas stations, out of a farmhouse, and it's just, like, the best. I think the shittier the place looks, the better the food is. Dude, you that know is, what? With Mexican food, that's yeah, how it— Yeah, the hole in the walls. Yeah, the hole in the walls. I, uh, I agree with you, except for I went to this place in Colorado one time. It was this, like, Vietnamese place. Yeah, but Vietnamese— Oh, that's all you yeah, need yeah. to say, though. Yeah. See, okay, that's probably that was it's, my. I haven't really had a lot of good Vietnamese food. No, no disrespect to anybody out there. I was wondering about the sign outside the restaurant that yeah. said "No dogs, no cats allowed." That was a real thing. Yeah, that was a real thing. Was it because I don't want to go there? I, I know, no, but I feel I, that's how I feel. Yeah, but it's sad. But we know you don't like dogs and cats, so it sounds well, like well. And a we know you do because you, you got the lion shirt on. No, it's the best. Food for Sundays for football season next year when it comes around. Oh, Chick Fil A, Fat Shack. Have you heard of Fat Shack? No, I've never heard of Fat Shack. Yeah, well, where's Fat I don't know Shack? If Eric's gonna like Fat Shack. No, dude, listen. Okay, no, I'm making fun of you for McDonald's because that's stuff, no. Like, I feel gross after I eat it too. Okay, yes. You know, like I it's mean, good. No, God, Fat it's Jack cheap and it's good, is, but it's like, then afterwards I feel like poo, well, and I have to take the worst poos. They, it's, yes. I try. I do have self respect for myself. I don't look it. My body looks like an aging fifty year old man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, me, no, me and Zach. Because it's not even about that. It's just about how bad, like how bad that the afterburn is. Yeah, no, dude. If you it added, literally burn is the way to describe Zach, it. Zach, if you added our tits together, they would be bigger than. Dude, Pam I've Anderson's. got the biggest man tits okay. yeah. on the planet. Zach and I, and if it you, sucks, yeah, it's, man. it's terrible. It's There's the so many drops I'm moves, gonna pull out of this. No, it's terrible. terrible. It's, if it's I terrible. didn't have the moves, like I can get by on the gut. The gut's not that bad, no. but it's the moves, dude. It just, and you can't hide them, bro. Oh, you can't. You can't do anything. You can only do it with a jacket sometimes. I've tried to, like, tape them down. Yeah. So Nothing works. You've, you've tried that, too. Have you no, really tried it? No, I really tried haven't. It? I just I, thought it'd be funny I tried to it say. once you in middle it? school, and it did not work. <laughs> and that, that shame when you took off the tape does not work. Oh, uh, but it hurt. Ripped the oh, whole nipple off, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was terrible. Wait, so do you guys nip pretty hard? Like, is that, like, a concern for you guys on a regular basis? I never go out without an undershirt on with the fear of nips. Oh, okay. I think. Nipsing. I, uh, <laughs> yes. nipsing. I don't know, but yeah. I hate when I nips. I mean, nothing pisses nips. me off more than when I nip. Nipsing's the worst. What a wreck. Yeah. What both of you. I'm we, talking to both of you there. Thank you. We're, we're be- <laughs> Thank you. We got beautiful bodies. It's 2017. Can't shame us anymore. Yeah, no body shaming. <laughs> no body baby. shaming. Yeah. I decided to have this body with depression and eating McDonald's. I did for like go five work out straight. yesterday, though. I was proud of myself. I need to I, hit the gym more. Really? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I need to. You did? I did. High five. Really did. Dude, you come to, right to Planet there. Fitness with me. I started going. I feel like a million bucks. Is it free? It's 10 bucks. It's, it's 10 bro, bucks it's a month. Cheap. I'm Jewish you, and frugal. And it's 24 hours. I literally go right after class. Watch out. He's a Nazi. Yeah, that that is true. Well, that's how Tony and I bonded. That's he actually apologized. Yeah, I apologized uh-huh. to him. Yeah. Like on behalf of your country, or like for the things you personally you know, have done. Oh, I apologize for them. I was like, you know, oh, <laughs> that makes more sense. La, 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 no, God damn. 
I'm kidding. What a sh- bullshit artist. What a here. bullshit artist. Uh, but dude, come to Planet Fitness. It's look, the best yeah, gym. I'll look into it. It's I'm ten not, bucks a I, month. I just went to my apartment facility because it's free. Okay. But, I'm about that. Three ninety nine. You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. I'm down to come to anybody's apartment facility where I don't have to pay money. I think that that's just. Or more... just go walking, dude. I just yeah, started just going, going walking, walking, especially with the the weather now. Just go walking for an hour. It's the best. Well, just promise me that if you do that, that you will do like those ladies do where they, they pace walk and they ha- they're constantly checking their watch and they got their two <laughs> fingers on their neck. Every so often, just checking the heart rate, making yeah. sure. And then I also, you have to promise me this as well. Anytime you get up to the corner of a street, a stoplight, a stop sign, and you're waiting on cars, you got to stay mm-hmm. in walking fast-paced <laughs> motion, pumping your arms. <laughs> Pumping your arms. And it's radio, so no one can see this, but Eric is doing the motion. That I, he is I feel like, right yeah, I thought I was on TV studio. No, a few, like two weeks ago, I had to take care of my parents' dog for the week, and I would walk my dog every day. That's my nightmare. Dude, I, I want to get a dog now. Holy shit. I moved up from like a three and a half to a seven, just walking my old little lab. Oh, the and ladies like, do like the ladies oh, picking up chicks. It. Holy crap. I didn't think it was that. I didn't think it would work because back in my hometown, it didn't work that well. Dude, you know, but it's a college town and they're just like, your dog's so adorable. I'm it's like, foolproof. I started making up lies. I'm like, yeah, she's ha- she has cancer. I won't have her next week. They just started crying. They're like, you're beautiful. You pulled the cancer you Oh, yeah. I'm like, no, why lie all the, no, it's fine. Oh, okay. You're, you're other, a compulsive liar? Not a compulsive. Just okay, when I just... like meet like a very attractive chick where I know I don't have the chance with. Yes. Like the, but how do you know? Because Nicole Kidman was new Jimmy Fallon. And who would have thought that? That's what I'm saying, dude. Would no, you, but you can tell. I don't find her attractive. Whoa. I mean, she's a celebrity. Dude, but have I don't you seen Moulin Rouge? I don't find Nicole Kidman. I don't know really that's a movie Whoa. that you would have seen. She is beautiful. Now I'm definitely stereotyping a little bit. I mean, like Uluvuku Moulin Rouge. Yeah, yeah. Uluvuka um, Evesla. It is. Yeah, yeah. I only saw it recently because <laughs> it was on a movie list. Seswa. Seswa. Yeah, he got it. But she's a Frenchman. Ooh, so fine in that. No, but really? okay. Then maybe I need to check it out. Then maybe I'm not giving her credit. So Eric, you're not telling me if you see someone that you'll probably never see in your life again, an attractive woman, you might throw like a little. Oh, a little white line. Yeah. No, no, Dude, no, no, no. For sure, for sure. Dallas Airport over the break. I was just writing jokes at the bar, just writing jokes, and this lady's like, my bartender. She goes, "So what are you writing there?" And I'm like, "Oh, some jokes." She goes, "Are you a comic?" And I go. Yeah, Why just else thinking. Yeah, I'm jokes? a comic. I'm a comic. Yeah, and oh, she goes like, "Where are you flying jokes. to?" She's like, "Where are you flying to?" I'm like, "San Antonio." She's like, "You're doing a show in San Antonio this weekend?" No, but to her, I said, "Heck, heck yeah!" Sure Sold is. out three nights, and she's like, "I want to come to one of your shows." And now I can't invite her to the Killers Tacos show <laughs> where there's five people. Like, I just screwed myself up. <laughs> Dude, over. whatever, man. I went the first time I heard you yeah. stand up was at Killers Tacos, and that place was packed, and the tacos were dope. Yeah, the pla- but. After I tell the lady that I sold three shows, tacos. not as good as your place. Okay, I'll get upset. I was I'm still with to... you. Okay. But if you want to dabble with some killers, one time we can go too. Yeah, I'm but Zach, to just listen to me real quick. Yeah. I, after I tell her I'm selling three shows in San Antonio, I can't invite her to the local pawn stop to do stand up in front of like five hipsters. It's just so every time I go through Dallas, I have to make up a new city that I'm going to visit. <laughs> and next to Sacramento, right? Yeah, next to Sacramento. Hopefully, we'll find out soon, but. Good stuff. I've never Sacramento. wanted to go. To, I've never wanted the home to go to of Sacramento. Van Zant and yeah. Uriah Faber, Mike the Bibby, kid. Chris Rubber. That actually brings me to a good point. I teased last week in the show. You got the foggy do ready, Fab? Uh, that we talk a little about Connor and Hoyt. Yeah. Now, because we've got so much Super Bowl action, and we have Tony on, and we still have some more football to get into, I think we're gonna save the Connor McGregor talk. For uh, next week. So you lied to us. With Connor and Floyd. Well, look, I'm addressing it now, so I'm not lying. I'm just explaining the thought process 
And our guest next week that Eric's trying to get is also a big UFC fan. Correct. So, yeah. We so. know he wants to talk about it. And I really don't know much. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I, I know it, nothing. But... I saw the Ronda Rousey, the two Ronda Rousey fights, and that's it. I mean, if you guys want to sit here, if you guys want to sit here uh, just for a moment under this great music that Bab has, has given us, shout out to McGregor. Uh, w- w- Walchick can just kind of give us a, he can just yammer about UFC for a moment. If yeah, you want. You want to just yammer about UFC for yammer? like 60 seconds? Look, I'll tell you what. UFC 208 is coming up this Saturday. Oh. And it's a card that I'm not going to purchase because I don't think it's that great of a card on paper. There's some great fighters fighting in it, but their opponents are not exactly great matchups. And typically cards like that end up being really entertaining fights. Like UFC 206 was a similar card. They made Holloway versus Pettis the interim featherweight tight title fight, which tight fight, which goes along with Connor. Connor had to revoke the featherweight championship, which is bull. And Connor, in his interview with Ariel Hawani, which I pulled, I have had actually Bab, our producer, did the pulling of the audio that we'll play next week. But he said, No one's coming taking my belts from me, baby. He thinks he's still a two division weight champ. Of course. But because. The main event fell out. They had to move that there, and it turned out to be a great card, but it, it just wasn't one that I felt was worth paying 60 bucks for. So I'm sure 208 could be similar, but uh, I don't know. I'm not going to get it. I'm just I'll curious. watch it eventually, but I'm not going to get are it. Are you a bigger Dallas Cowboys fan, or are you a bigger Conor McGregor fan? I'm a bigger Cowboy fan, but Conor McGregor... Has your heart. He's got my heart. And your... Go to the nine-second mark of this and play it from nine seconds to 14 seconds. And tell me this isn't like the most badass entrance for a UFC fighter. But you can't go wrong with Biggie. In the UFC. Y'all Biggie fans? Yeah, I like Biggie. The nine second mark. The nine second mark. You did? Go a little bit before that. (laughs) This is great. Here we go. Here we are. Just Irish Gaelic right there. This is like know? the soundtrack to your life right now, isn't it's it? Yeah, it is. It's the soundtrack to the Leprechaun movies, dude. I yeah. Love it. But Connor, yeah, he's the most entertaining and polarizing athlete in all of sports right now, in my opinion. Dude, I, I could never get into UFC. I really couldn't. I'm not you, a big fan. You just don't like violence? Yeah. No, I I love violence. I just hate the idea. I just, I feel like it's WWE. And yeah, it's, it's real fighting, but... I feel like the showman, they try to do the show of the WWE, but they don't have the the dialogue or the characters they yeah. have. And it, it just falls no, you're, for me. You're, it's, it's all yeah. about selling the fights, and that's why Connor's so great. I agree with that. Because nobody sells the fights that. better. I watch his and fight. he's absolutely right. The UFC needs Connor. Connor yeah. does not need the UFC. And we'll get into that next week. Boom! That's a statement. I'll Those we'll are get some into that freaking next week. Walchick bombs yeah, right there. That's a good tease, right? I love oh, that. Baby. I am tickled, my friend. Out. I'm figuring it out. I'm getting decent at this. All, All right. right. Listen, dude, I really got to hear. I, I really want to show. I'm Even though, Tony, I'm sure you've already heard this being the comic that you are. Uh, Bab, I really want to play that, that George Lopez. So was this last night? Do you know? This what? happened... Uh, Two nights ago, I think. Okay, two nights, two ago, nights ago. And then TMZ broke it uh, yesterday. So George Lopez is in Phoenix yep. uh, for a comedy show. Yep. Stand-up comedy. I don't really know too much about his stand-up comics. I don't know if you're a fan, Tony. Uh, not really. It's very... I don't like the, the comedy where it's only towards one race. So if you're Hispanic, you'll love it. Okay. It's very that kind of humor where I love... I like the TV the show. All inclu- 
yeah, the only exclusive comedy, Dave Chappelle, I love him. He's an African-American male, but he can relate to every race, every ethnicity, you know, every ethnicity, every uh, political group you're a part of. Brian Regan. Yeah, Brian Regan's the same way. I just love comedy that's in inclusive. I feel like once you only, you only relate to one audience, I kind of get... I, yeah. I understand. It's, it's not it's relatable. Not as fun. Yeah, it's you not can't as relate fun. to it as much. But if you can make not fun my of, comic. if you can make fun of everybody equally, I love that. But once you start picking on just one group and saying we're the best, and mm -hmm. yeah, I I deter from that. But I have laughed at a few of his bits. He's a he's a funny guy. Sure. Well, I'm sure he is. I don't know him that well. Yeah. I know him more so for his freaking Nickelodeon show that I didn't even watch. But I know oh, uh, more for that than Lope, I do his, yeah, than his, uh, his, his stand-up comic. Was so, there slime in it? Green slime? No, he did. A, it was like a three-camera oh, sitcom. Three-camera sitcom. Okay. And then he did a late-night show that lasted a season. And since then, he's just been doing something. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. but uh, Have they taken the Cosby show off Nickelodeon? Nick and oh, I? They, they have for a while. Really? Yeah, because yeah. I remember that's all that was on there late night was oh, yeah. the Cosby show. Cosby show, George Lopez, uh, Fresh Fran Prince, Dresser, baby. Fresh, Fresh Prince. Prince. Fran, Fran Dresser, That's you know. That's funny you bring her up. Well, and nothing's better than Fresh Prince. I'm smelling inside jokes <laughs> we're here, boys. Go. Oh, we're not going to go. It's in the flesh You right probably now. shouldn't because yeah. it's really, it's a, it's. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm calling like, girls fives. <laughs> I feel like. You we can't can... talk about Nickelodeon? No. We can't talk about Fran Dresser right now. Who the hell is that? It's just. We can't talk. She played the oh, nanny. You never watched God. the nanny. The nanny. No. That's thank you, Bab. No. Just, just. Oh, man, this is on the nanny. I love how you guys act like this is a video podcast. They're just dancing like idiots. It's a music video, We're baby. We're gonna start Facebook living it soon enough, baby. Oh yeah. We'll be simulcasted in no time. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been way more fun if we were simulcasted because they would have seen. Uh, Walchick's great dance moves. Yeah, and the man tits with the Lion King shirt. So basically, is I'm he gonna, sexy are, are otherwise. going to play the clip first, and then we'll talk about it? Uh, however you, you want to do it. That? I got a queued up I'm right real here. Hell yeah. Let's play the clip first, and then we'll discuss it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. lot of fucks in this. There. Okay, yeah. There's a lot of bleeps. There's a lot of bleeps. And we couldn't bleep it, so I'm saying fuck in it. And sorry, Mom. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Dad. Dad. My parents don't care. They're so And Babs, Mom. I'm sorry to Babs, Mom, too. Oh, she's not listening. Love you, Dad. So supportive. Two rules in the fucking Latino's family. Don't marry somebody black. And don't park in front of our house. Funny. Sit your fucking ass down. Sit your fucking ass down. Sit your I'm talking, bitch. Sit your fucking ass down. You can't take a joke, you're in the wrong motherfucking place. If you can't take a joke, you're in the wrong. So sit your fucking ass down or get the fuck out of here. Sit your fucking ass down. Or get the fuck out of here. So, so yeah, you want to give a little backstory on uh, that? Okay, so basically the joke was uh, when you're Mexican, you can't do two things, bring a black person home sure. or park in front of her house. Did of I course. think the joke was funny? No. Everybody he's, knows that. Though. He's yeah, it's a very no, it, I've heard that that, that idea Alrighty. and that premise. I've heard that premise before. And the thing is people on Twitter weren't getting mad at the joke. They were getting mad at how he treated the woman. Yes. And personally as someone who's been on the stage who who has dealt with drunk hecklers, it's it's gotten to this point in 2016-2017 these PC people where if you want to let me know that you don't like my joke, don't laugh at the joke. 
Perfect. And I'll see you. She was front row. And if you don't laugh at the joke, he'll see you. And that, as a comic, you're like, oh, my God, I didn't get a laugh. You you see that. Like, are you, you totally, that. I mean, are you literally, literally looking at everyone's face? And you can know, okay, he didn't get that. Oh, I she didn't you, like that. But he got it. My boy got it. You're looking. And you, okay. you look in the audience and you're like, okay, they laugh. So, you know, if you're playing that kind of humor, you can play more towards them. Or if you're going to, you know, you try to maybe tone it down if you see half the audience not liking it. But it's this one lady who got offended at a joke. And I get, you can't, you're allowed to get offended. It's a free country. But once you start standing up and flicking him off, start yelling, F you, F you to George Lopez. So that's what she was doing? Because yeah, in the was, video, you can't tell. She stood up, started flicking him off. It starts ruining not just the experience for them. It's for the whole fan base. For sure. For the whole fan base. You're literally taking the show and making it your show. Yeah. Don't be that conceited. If you don't like what he what he's saying... First off, don't go see a stand-up. And know, the, know yeah. what you're getting into. Yeah, don't see a stand-up. It's not like he's an open-mic comic. He's been doing it for two weeks. You know George Lopez's humor. He has so many HBO specials. He has so many, you know, stand-up on YouTube. Check out his stuff before you go see it, and don't sit front row. So people were getting mad about how he treated the woman. I, like I said, I'm not a fan of George Lopez. I think he's kind of cocky and conceited. But in that situation, I give him 100% okay to do it because there are so many other fans that paid a lot of money to go see that guy we don't need some lady to give her two cents at that moment if you don't like what he says meet him after the show tell me face to face and don't make it the the oh meet my, me outside how about yeah, that meet me outside, me outside how about that cash me outside don't make it the i'm mad and that's happened to me before both scenarios i have a joke basically where i talk about how i met a glee the glee cast member who's now in jail for child molestation. Ah, I saw this. I yeah. saw this online somewhere. I saw this. You can, bit. if you want to see, I'm not going to do the whole joke. I hate like just doing my part. For sure. Check it out. My Instagram is Tony Casillas37, C A S I L L A S 37. Say that a little slower. C A S I L L A S 37. Add a Tony before that. All right. Now, now say it's sexier. C A S I L L A S 37. Oh, yeah. But so it's basically, oh, I play with the idea. I met the guy. The dude told me to F off when I met him. This, uh, uh, this uh, one of the actors from yeah, Glee? I met him at the London airport, and he told me to fuck off when I asked him for a picture. Oh. So I then say I forgot about it, and then 2016 rolls around. I get arrested. He gets arrested for child molestation, <laughs> and you'd think I would be happy about it, but I'm sad because I realized I was a kid when I met him, and was I not good enough for him? <laughs> you know, it's a joke, and... I've had an audience member straight up yell at me. He's like, so you wanted to get raped while I'm on stage? So, what, so, how, so Okay, so then how did you react? Because I literally said, no, are you stupid? And I put my mic on the stand and I walked off stage because it was the end of my set. Okay. But then at the same time, I've been in Denton where I've literally been getting coffee and a lady's come up to me and she's approached me and she said, you do that Glee joke. And I said, yeah. And I was like, do you like it? And she's like, no, I got offended. And she just started yelling at me like I'm oh, wow. insensitive. Not yelling, but talking loud. I'm, she she was hurt. It's an insensitive joke. And I had to tell her, I said, I'm proud of that joke. I like that joke. It works. And I said, if you see my name on a poster, just don't come to the show. I'm sorry. It's just how I feel. It's. I think there's a fine line where if you're using racial terms that you shouldn't be using, you can get mad at that. If it's some white guy saying like, n-word or like being just Definitely. offensive 
that I, I applaud with, hey, dude, you're racist, get off stage. But if you're just making a joke about a dark experience you've had. For sure. It was that's personal. what comedy is. And I liked it. That's, I thought it was a funny That's what bit. comedy is. I that's loved what, it. Comedy is all about dark humor. Like me, like, that's what I talk about. I talk about Jewish German relationships because my first friend was Jewish and stuff like that. It's just dark topic. But if you if you play it right, it's not meant to offend people. It's just to be, hey, it's there. The awkwardness is there. Let's just have fun with it. Well, I feel like that's everyone, what comedy is. Yes, like as a, as a as an audience member, if you go to a comedy show, you have a responsibility too, yeah. and yeah. it's to listen. It's it's not that you have to laugh, no. but it's also not to be disruptive. Yeah, and it's to know that you're probably going to hear some things that are yeah a bit especially offensive. if it's George Lopez. Check his stuff out. He's one of the most uh, just offensive comic racial he loves racial tension stuff and i'm not a fan of it but he has some good stuff i'm not a fan of it but jew jokes are like my thing <laughs> yeah no, i'm just just them it's all right dude i'm jewish <laughs> and i've heard tony's stuff and i'm not offended by it i think it's funny he he puts it in a way where it's likable you can tell there's no malicious intent behind it which is the key yeah it's just it, i'm glad you've outgrown that thank you <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad to watch his bit. Maybe he hasn't. No, but I just I really <laughs> feel like um, I know you said you agree with yeah. George 100 yeah. percent with the way he handled it. And I got to take your experience because you I mean, you've been there. You can experience it's, that you have firsthand experience. Yeah. So I don't know what it's like. And you're a bit but there's got to be a little bit of self-consciousness almost every time you say a joke because it's instant gratitude or instant bleep yourself. Yeah. And so I can I'm sure if someone calls you out negatively like that, you can get defensive. And I'm just saying. Look up Louis C.K. Deals with Heckler on YouTube. That lady got it a lot easier than Louis C.K. has dealt with hecklers. He calls him the C-word. Mm, I don't like ad- that. That's I, No, but That's the thing is, it is it's borderline. It is borderline. But watch some other comics deal with it. It's, it is borderline. I would never do it because I, number one, don't have the balls to do it. And number two, I just, I love to keep this relationship with the audience. Even if they are annoying me, I'll just be like, maybe, hey, shut up. Like, a quick a quick bit or make fun of them, like, a quick. Yeah. But what this lady got, just shut the F up, shut the F up, get out. She got it easy because there's some comics, and I'm telling you, there's even comics in the DFW area. If you start messing with them, they will go for you hard. And I feel like once you get that warning and you go again, it's fair game. And that's that's just my opinion. Yeah, and to me, the, the really the main thing that got me on this one, which and again, I didn't know until now that yeah. she got up. I knew she, I knew she flipped out. in the bird. They got I knew out. she flipped in the bird, but I didn't know if she was how verbal she was. Standing she up. was. Yeah, so she, she's yeah. disrupting. Up, yeah. She's being, being dur- verbally disrupted. She's so the front row. She deserves yeah. just about anything that comes her way yeah. next. Which means she paid high dollar for those. Yeah, yeah, that is frustrating. So which just, is bizarre. That's stupid. To me. And like, I bet her husband was like, "All right, leave. I'm, yeah, I'm keeping. I'm leaving. staying. Matter yeah. of fact, I'm gonna put my leg up in this and really get Hell, comfortable. I'm gonna spread I'll out. see you in an hour, babe. I thought that joke was funny. You'll pick bleak. up the car from valet, have it ready to rock. I got to see David Cross at the Majestic. He's the guy who plays uh, Tobias on Arrested Development, and he says, "Texas, I know all of you guys came to my show because you saw me do Tobias on Arrested Development. You thought I'm gonna just be this wacky, this wacky actor guy. He's like, no, I'm going to deep political, just deep." offensive stuff and he's like if you don't like my stuff cool just leave sure and people left like literally the audience i i would say about 10 percent of the audience left during the show because they got offended but that's how you deal with it if you don't like it get up it's cool yeah it's just don't once you just you're start, not going to be offended by that no as a comic as a comic dude i'm okay with that, that i mean happens. It's, it's obviously like I, a, 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 a that's punch what, in the gut right no that's what an open mic is dude you get up there i literally this is the most 
this is the most awkward show I did. It's Maple Peabody's. It's this gay bar here in Denton. It's a really cool place because Wall Street goes there Wall Street goes all the time. I love it there. I love love it because it's a small audience and they allow you to do 15 minutes. It's only an open mic, so you can really just try as much material as you want up there. The Wall Chick usually only needs about 30, (laughs) 40 seconds. But the most awkward thing was I would rather have people stand. I got up once. Right when I got on stage, the four audience members that were there got up and went to go get drinks and use the restroom. So I was literally playing to the host. So I literally sat on the speaker and I just started talking. I bet I knew all four of those. I people. just started talking to the host. <laughs> yeah. And we we're just shit showing. We we're having a good time. And then two people come back in and I'm like, okay, I'll start testing a joke. So I start testing a joke how I'm single, da da da. And while I'm doing that joke, this girl is giving her boyfriend oh an over the pants hand job. Oh. And they're standing about 10 feet in front of me. And it's not like a dark room, but they're just standing there looking at me. And while he's getting an over the pants hand job, and it was about. It Don't was, break eye contact. Don't it was break about 1.15 in the morning. It's 1.15 in the morning. I had class at it's 8. about that time. I had class about 8 in the morning. I literally stopped my joke in the middle of it. And I said, yo, I'm not going to watch you do this. So you guys have a good night. And I just walked off. Because I would rather have you get up. And I would rather play in front of an empty room than an over the hands pan job. Like 50 over the pants hand jobs. So that means 100 people. I'd rather play. It's a lot of over the pants <laughs> handies. <laughs> Dude. That's the that's the festival to go to, the Over the Pants Festival, dude. I like the Under the Pants <laughs> stuff. <laughs> that's my thing. By the way, the whole nakedness started with the Mavericks 2011 championship, just to bring this full circle now. Really? Yeah, when the Mavericks were down in game three, Miami was game two. You know this, Miami Heat 2011 finals. Oh, God. Miami won. Oh, come on, 2006. I'm right there with you, buddy. Fair. Game one, Miami won. They were up 1-0 in the series. Yep. So game two, I think they had a huge lead going into the fourth quarter. It was quarter. like 14 points. Yeah, and Dirk and the Mavs came back. Well, when they had that lead, we were in Orlando, Jared, Derek, and I, and our other roommate, Matt, at the time. And we had been at Universal Orlando all day, went and had dinner, came back because the bar was full, and we were just watching it in our little hotel room. Slumber party. That's when the, the, the clothes started coming off. And of the course, Mavericks, that's usually how it works. The Mavericks came back and won. And I don't know what the hell in our so brains was like, this is a good idea. Yes, you, but yes. So, at, you're all so we did it the rest, yeah. of the, the rest of the finals, and they, <laughs> hey, they won the series. Question, after after they won, did you guys, did you guys like, Maybe we just need to sleep in the same bed, you know? Yeah, you maybe like we, were, out? we were already in twos and twos. I mean, we already we only had two queens, so we you were guys, bundled up. I really it's a very comfortable relationship. Like that Wolf of Wall Street scene. I like one day I'm just gonna come over, there's just gonna be a bunch of you doing each other, and I'm just gonna be like, Well, if I got Margot Robbie by myself in a room, I don't care what the hell's going on. I'm talking about you and your two guy roommates. They every time I show up, it just seems like their clothes just slip off. Look, my clothes were on though. That's <laughs> yeah. what's important. Those two can do what they want. Did we win the game? Yeah. We, as in, I'm wearing the star. I'm out there playing. Yes. But did the Cowboys win? Yes. And that's what we care about. Whatever's going to work. Then why don't you do if it I anymore? Got a ch- because I didn't need to. Because he didn't the first I'm time, I'm past right? that, man. I'm like, you know what? I, I work for the radio that. home of the Cowboys now. Like, I'm, I'm, I, got I don't a care deg- about the superstition I got a degree. Thing. I'll I got sit a in the same spot. <laughs> If I'm yeah. if, if something good happens, if I'm like drinking a beverage, I'll try you know, I'll do like little things. I'll wear the same shirt, but I'm not yeah. gonna strip down naked. That's it. It's, if it, a championship is on the line, it's different. The weird thing is I've gotten used to it now. Yeah. I never thought I would just get used to just dudes being like, Oh, it's third quarter. You start taking off the belt. I've gotten used Through to it now. That's Zach's house. Oh, bro. Come over to Zach. I wasn't there for the I, Packers I wish I had game. Been there this whole time. Yeah, I wasn't there for the Packers game. I, I watched with my grandparents, which I had done up until I moved. Yeah. Out, but I texted uh, Jared 
<laughs> like going into the second half, and I was like, "Are y'all naked yet?" He was like, "Dude, since after the first quarter, <laughs> no, we got to it early today." It's, it's so it's it's pretty fun, man. It's like it's it's weird, and it's strange, but I love going to their place because it's just fun. Have a few drinks. Have good food and just watch the game. Well, it's like on any given Sunday, you can just have Walchick like crying, eating chicken wings. His, eating two, chicken wings. his two friends like completely naked. I become his disappointed son. Yes. Like I, I feel like that sometimes with Walchick. Anything like something bad happens, he'll just be like, "You just he'll give me that look." Is like your disappointment. I I'm we should have never had you. It's the Cowboys that are disappointing me. It's not you. But it looks like you're 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 putting that anger towards me, and it, it hurts. That it. So if I if I come over to watch a game, I need you to stop that. And it, I'm sorry. It's been affecting our friendship. I'm sorry. <laughs> so if I come over to watch a game, I should just be sure to remember to bring or wear my underwear, dude. Yeah, because you might be in just your underwear. No, I want you. Well, Which is what I'm planning no, because in the apartment say. complex, I want him to over. walk. I want that's him to walk from his apartment to your apartment in his underwear, <sighs> so all the women just follow they him. Trail. Into, yes. It's like when Rocky Balboa goes and starts <laughs> doing his jog, and, and, and then every all the kids are following. Yeah, Rocky. And this time, all the I ladies are following Aaron. And the, yeah, the, the, the five. The Italian stallion. And the five that Eric doesn't oh, yeah. want. I like, this. I like the sound of this. The fives that Eric doesn't want, the eights, we can have. Like, you know? Perfect. Yeah. Yes, do that. Corey's going to want to come. My friend Corey. Bring him over. Bring right. Corey. He's in Corey. He'll be on next week. Okay. We're going to probably wrap this uh, for today, this podcast, even though it's been a lot of fun. I mean, we could spend here for hours. Thanks for having me. This has been fun. Thank you. Tony, where can people find you if they want to hit you up, contact you for advice, or to see your stand-ups? Um, you can follow my Instagram one more time. It's Tony, C-A-S-I-L-L-A-S 37. Tony Casillas 37. On Instagram. And uh, some shows I'm coming up on on February 12th this Sunday, we're doing a Valentine's Day speed dating slash comedy slow slash concert. So there's going to be food, speed dating, bands, comedy. It's going to be great. Speed dating, Eric. Let's get be on. Fun. Let's well, get how on. do they do that these days? Do they have to be like, all right, we have a heterosexual speed dating here. We have uh, yeah, we'll figure uh, this here. And we have this. Because you got to please everybody, don't you? No, it's like no one's going to find love that day. It's just going to be sad, depressed, dent night. Just show up, oh, they're just gonna, and be yeah, ready to go. They're going to just drink. But uh, come out to that. That's going to be a fun time. And then on 221, February 21st, at Game Changers Sports and Arcade Grill, it's this awesome bar. has arcade games, everything. It's really cool. Uh, love it. At 9 p.m., we're doing a show. Uh, on the 24th, at the Bearded Monk, we're doing a show at 8 p.m. And in Krugersville, my Krugersville people, the on the 3rd of... March, we're no, doing right. a show at 8 p.m. at Joe's Bar and Barbecue. And I just want to say, just don't come out to support me because I'm really not that good. But, like, Denton has one of the best comedy scenes in the country. There are some really funny guys. Come out to the Denton, the Dallas, and the Fort Worth comedy scene. These guys, we need you because without you guys, we're nothing. You guys are great. Come out. And also, uh, I'm going to plug one more thing. I'm also a photographer, so if you want to see my work, ah. like Tony Casillas Photography on Instagram, I will do like graduation pictures, weddings, whatever, for probably a fifth of the price than any other local photographer. So, do you do scandies? What's scandies? You know, like uh, nudes. Well, well, Scan, you know, scandalous. Ladies? Scandalous. Is that what that is? Scandy. Yeah. 
Well, like I feel like Zach's like Zach's boobs probably need a hell of like a whole. Dude, if he shaved his day. body and I just got like a side, I could probably get like a thousand likes. Okay, let's do this. Let's do it. I'm excited. <laughs> but whatever so helps yeah, grow the show. Just uh, follow that. Uh, Jesus, boys, thanks a lot. My <laughs> self confidence is through the fucking roof. <laughs> but you guys are awesome. I love you, Eric. I love you, Eric. And I love you, Zach. And I love you, Eric. We love you more. And I love you, Eric. Tony. I'm, I'm Tony. Hey, follow us, by the way. I, we haven't plugged ourselves. Yeah. At Zach Wolchuk. That's my Twitter. At Z-A-C-H-W-O-L-C-H-U-K. Eric. At Chiafalo Sports. C-H-I-O-F. As in Frank. Yep. A-L-O. Sports. I hope you know how to spell that. Babosphere. B-A-B-B-O. And then Sphere. S-P-H-E-R-E. Can I just say Bab has the best freaking voice? Oh yeah, I love it. It's oh, it's yeah. amazing, Bab. It's amazing. You, how much how much would it cost you every night to come to my place and just read me a bedtime story? Uh, let's see. Um, uh, ten bucks an hour because that's more than I'm making here. Fifteen, dude. Sold. Let's do oh, it. What are you gonna hear? Little Red Riding Hood. Should I just like over embellish it too? No, just like to... Little Red Riding Hood, no, something yeah. like that. Have you read the Fifty Shades series? I'm on the second one. So. No, I haven't. That'd be interesting in like a radio voice. So you're gonna do it? He's getting whipped flat. What? All right. Um, next week, hopefully, gonna have another guest. We'll talk Connor. We'll talk Floyd. We didn't get to the Hall of Fame class. Yes. We'll talk a little bit about that. Terrell Owens not in. I know Eric wants to touch Boom. on that. Stop. Another story, Adrian Peterson to the Dallas Cowboys. Good, bad, indifferent. We'll talk about it next week. Make sure you follow us on iTunes Podcast, Nosebleed Seats, like us, subscribe, do that thing, and on blogtalkradio.com slash Nosebleed Seats. That's episode two in the books. Hope you enjoyed it. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Deuces. <laughs>